Welcome to the Finance and Tech podcast. I'm your host and chief finance techie, Simon Ritchie. This is the show where we dive into all things technology for finance teams. I interview other finance techies, finance leaders and industry legends who share their stories, strategies and insights to help you build and grow in your career in finance. In this episode, I talk to Tejas Parikh the finance planning and analysis transformation specialist. He's got a finance background. He's commercially minded and in love with technology. Tejas is the founder and lead consultant at his very own consulting business, Akshar Business Consulting. Tejas has worked with a diverse range of companies, including GE Healthcare, Vodafone, Unilever, and more. In this episode, he shares some fabulous stories about his life and experience in finance posting depreciation journals where the asset balances went up. That's a geeky accounting joke because depreciation takes asset balances down, not up. He is a proud, lazy person. He uses tech to automate everything. He doesn't want to manage those massive spreadsheets and do all that hard work. Why do that when you can automate it? He says that the best way to get promoted in finance is to be smarter, embrace technology, which creates the bandwidth you need to dive into business strategy. He shares his power pose memory, creating an investor paper in record time and dancing around the office in the center of London. I love, absolutely love some of his top rules and tips, like anything which takes more than 45 minutes can and should be automated and improved. And if you don't learn today, you're going to have a disaster tomorrow. Tejas is one of the most energetic and charismatic people I've had the pleasure of speaking to. I know you're going to enjoy this episode, and I'm sure you'll be laughing along with us. So enjoy. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. Today, we have Tejas with us. Uh, Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me, Simon. It's a pleasure being here. Absolutely. Tejas, why don't you just give us a quick intro a little bit of background love to understand some of the key moments in your journey to today so i am basically i come from a very business background uh, in terms of a family background and i am a chartered siva qualified uh, management accountant but i did my mba before i did my sema because i am much more commercially business focused absolutely before i became an accountant but even today, what I, what I do, uh, irrespective of what I do, I still recognize myself and identify myself as a finance person first. Right? So I'm a finance professional who is commercially focused and is in love with technology. That's the whole package. Uh, and that's where the business uh, that we, uh, I am uh, basically running at the minute called Akshar Business Consulting comes along from. Uh, because these are my three uh, passions in life which I've brought together. Yeah. Amazing. And and how what 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 sort of led you into finance? Uh, what, why did you why why finance instead of going marketing or some other route? Uh, I don't know, man. I've been always very been very very passionate about numbers. I think numbers. I like the comfort of numbers specifically because they are finite. They are measurable. A one means a one, and a two means a two. <laughs> it is not subject matter of opinion. Whereas <laughs> With a lot of marketing and sales stuff, you know, it's a lot more like, yeah, but I feel and I think, whereas finance is not what you feel and think, it is what it is, it's what in front of you. So, 
<laughs> you made a loss, you made a loss. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And how did you get started then? Let's just talk back, think back to sort of those early roles. So you got educated. How did you get your first job in finance? And then how did you, you know, how did you progress from there? Oh God, I have to, since you brought this topic up, I have to share this story <laughs> with your users. I'm sure they'll enjoy this. Yeah. My first job in finance, I was working as a accounts assistant type role, right? You're like doing, yeah. my first day on the job, I am sitting there and the guy gives me, the CFO basically gives me small business, gives me basically depreciation entry to pass that. Like, you know, just make this depreciation entry. We are going towards month end, so we need to put depreciation. I go back to my PC, put the depreciation entry. The CFO calls me back, come here. Like, after you doing depreciation, my asset value has gone up rather than going down. <laughs> <laughs> I basically did it the wrong way around. So the wrong way around. Yeah, so uh -huh. was the other way around. So, yeah, I mean, that happens. I mean, nobody is perfect, right? I mean, yeah. it's not, obviously, it was first job, nervous, you know, don't yeah. know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> I didn't ask the question of what the signage is, right? Now, when I go talk to anybody in life, any new business, what's your signage? You know, credits are positive or credits are negative? Yes. You know, and things yeah. like that. So that I know when I'm passing the depreciation entry, I do yeah. it correctly. <laughs> right. yes. yes, yeah, I've spent many... I, yeah, I think probably all of us in finance have posted the journal the wrong way round, and <laughs> and absolutely freaked out the whole team the next day when you look at the summary. You know, so um, and I've spent many many hours chasing down uh, entries that went in the wrong way. What a, what a story. Um, what uh, what are, what are some of the craziest or, or pivotal moments in your career thus far that that, that you would share? Yeah, well, I think there are there are quite a few. One of the reasons where I feel what I do today, where I what has led me here, is one of the moments which I spent at GE Healthcare. I was working literally as a finance analyst. Okay, so I was not even see like I'm at the bottom mm. of the table essentially. And we spent three months putting together a forecast for a five-year forecast for the for the division we were working in three-hour presentation to the group CEO, we got thrown out in 40 minutes. I am not exaggerating. On speaker, basically, she was like, go home, you don't know what you're talking about. We were all there on the phone with our GM and we got thrown out, basically. Wow. And she said, come back in two weeks and let's talk. Mm -hmm. The real, And I walked out of that meeting room and basically went to my uh, group head of fp and and I basically said, I'm going to resign, I can't do this anymore. We spent three months, late nights, pizzas and, you know, takeaways every day in office. And this is ridiculous because what you are doing, is this just doesn't make sense. And he's like, look, this. yes, you can resign. But the reality is, if you think you have a better idea, tell us what what can be done better. And mm -hmm. I was like, look, either somebody has to take charge. Either I take charge or you take charge. He said, okay, you take charge. And then... I took charge. We've made a storyboard with the CEO, uh, with the GM and the CFO, mm -hmm. our regional CFO, and we said, okay, this is the story. Everything else gets filtered out. Okay? It's not a free-for-all hotpot where we put everything in just because we can. We do, can't have a 200-page slide deck. Right? That's a pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Right? Things like that. We narrowed it down. We filtered it. We controlled it. We brought then real insights, data management, everything else around it. In two weeks, when we went back for our basically page, we did a two-hour pitch, and we actually got upload, applauded for basically having 
the most clear idea as EMEA, we had the most clear idea as compared to all other regions. Wow. But they're like, yes, last time you messed up, but you've now come with absolute clarity. I'm like, yes, but that's because last time what we did was a hot pot. Every, every Tom, Dick and Harry, with respect, came with an idea, we made slides on it. And right. then we had like 200 page slide deck. I'm like, what is, this is nonsense. And okay. so that started getting me into where I am today, where I'm like, you know what, people need to work smarter, not harder. Three months late nights were not needed. Mm. I still say any finance person who comes in argues with me that they just, oh, my job needs me to work long hours and weekends. Sorry, you are wrong. You are thinking about it wrong. And out of 15, 19 years of my career, I am yet to come across a rule where that is necessary. I am saying temporarily you may have to do that. Mm. But you have, if you fix it correctly... You go home at six o'clock or five o'clock, which in a finance world is a good time to go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And so in your in your intro, you, you talked about uh, being a finance person first and being in love with tech. So uh, so just talk to me a little bit about that. When did you discover that uh, you had that affinity or love for technology? I am basically the real life example of, I think there's this quote which goes around, right? That give the most difficult task to the laziest person and he'll find the simplest way to do it. I say I am a proud lazy person. Amazing. Okay? Because I am not looking or, you know, want to work hard across 20 Excel books to try to make sense of stuff. I am categorically lazy. So I started falling in love with tech in 2009 at GE Healthcare, where we were trying to do commission calculations for our sales reps, trying to get sales data, orders data, and gross margin data from different sources and trying to bring it all together. We had like a six Excel book mechanism, and I'm like, this is, I am not doing, okay? <laughs> this is not working. I'm not doing this. Now, now tell yeah. me what I'm doing, because this is not happening. I worked with somebody over there who I'm still very, very, Richard Sully was the guy's name. I'm still very grateful to him. Uh -huh. He introduced me to something called Access. Okay, now I know MS Access <laughs> is out of date. Yeah. But I started using MS Access where we put all the six data sources in there, made relationships, all of that stuff, put a pivot table connected to the Access database, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. works like a power pivot today, which a lot of people would be aware of. Yes. And yeah. Then my basically commission calculation was basically automated, which was the respectfully the bloody purpose, right? So yes, to build all of that, I worked late evenings. I did what I needed to do to get yeah. there. But then for next six months, 12 months that I was in the role, I was going home on time. Why? Because I've done it. Copy, paste, copy, paste, refresh my pivot table. That's your basically answers. Go, go home. Yeah. I'm not doing this all over again. <laughs> Literally, like the whole commission process was 15 minutes job. It was yeah. not like a yeah. like maybe three days job. Yeah. So that's where my love for basically technology began because yeah. obviously at the time Power BI didn't exist. Not a lot of CPM tools existed. Yeah. So this is where my love for technology started. And then I kept abreast with technology as much as possible throughout my career because I'm like, you know what? I can do this. This yeah. just makes my life easier. Yeah. <laughs> I got, you know, four, three awards at G Healthcare. I also got a fourth CFO award at G Healthcare for stuff like mm -hmm. this. Just because they're like, you just have all the answers. I'm like, I actually don't have any answer, <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, just the yeah. tech, right? I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I absolutely love that. It really, really resonates with me. I, th I had a similar experience in my roles as a, when I started in finance. 
someone would give me this um, standard operating procedure document and, and, I, and I would read it and it had, you know, take this number and paste it there and then, like you know, change this number. And it was entirely manual. And so I would, like you, spend a lot of time, probably a lot of evenings, etc., sorting that out, automating that. Uh, just because I wanted to be really slick and streamlined for the next month and the next month, and um, and yeah, so that's a, a, that's how I discovered my passion for tech as well. Yeah, if I may just add, right? People mm. also talk about you know what is a good business partner, and you should yeah. put yourself out there. Okay, yeah. that's all very well, well, and you know all say all well said and done. The mm. reality is people don't have time. Okay, if I had kept that commission process for a three as a three day process that it was. Yeah. I just wouldn't have the bandwidth to yeah. offer myself to do something more. Okay, yeah. get that exposure, get that promotion, get that whatever mm. else. You just cannot. I mean, there are what you work 20 or 21 days in a month. There are only that many hours. So if you want to do more, you yeah. have to be smarter. Yes. So the way I grew in my, anybody listening to this categorically, I'll say embrace technology because that gives you the bandwidth to expose yourself to more, you know, get more into the business, get more senior leadership exposure, because then you have the bandwidth to do that. If you create free time, then you can do more, okay? Expecting people to do more with the same does not work. If yeah. you do this, I think it is a definition by Einstein that doing the same thing and expecting different results is a definition of madness. Yeah, yeah. Okay, absolutely. so we should stop yeah. the madness. <laughs> stop the madness. Embrace that. And I absolutely agree. I think it's a, an, a fantastic way to save yourself more time so you can be more effective. And you can also use that time to learn. And that can really help to um, to put your career on the on the growth path uh, on and, and move fast as well. Um, fantastic. Working with technology is tough, though. It can be challenging. There can be some real headbang um, running into brick wall moments. Um, so I like to uh, I, I like to ask this question about a power pose memory that you might have. So let me just explain. So um, if when I, I found a number of times I'm working on a problem, sometimes it's you know just pure pure like trying to analyze some numbers, and sometimes there's technology involved, and you're trying to figure out how can I get this thing running, how can I get this this calculation working, etc. And you'd be banging your head against it, banging your head against it, and then they'll then you'll get it. You'll kind of like build the pieces, and then the thing runs for the first time, or you do it. And what you want to do is you just want to stand up in the middle of the office and just power pose, <laughs> just like <laughs> yes, own it. So, do you have a power pose memory that you would share? Oh, loads, loads, right? <laughs> so, so like literally. I've, First of all, what you just said, right, of banging your head. I'd say first thing, anybody trying to do that, there are multiple things I'd say. First is walk away from the problem, okay? Mm. Because when so I've got some of my best ideas when I'm trying to go to sleep or when I'm basically like, you know, respectfully sorry, but I'm in the shower and I'm like, oh my God, I've got this light bulb movement, right? So first, walk away from it. Secondly, today's day again time is not what it was 15 years back. Okay, I know I now sound old, but mm. YouTube, actually has got a lot of solutions out there. So respectfully, don't think that your solution is, your problem is unique to you, okay? Yeah. Google is your best friend and so is YouTube. Actually, nine out of 10 problems that you're facing, 
there is a solution out there and somebody yeah. cracked it okay yeah. don't try to do it alone yeah. Yeah. linkedin is a very good community youtube yeah. is a good place google is a good place yeah as far as i am concerned i tell you i face this every day like literally every day of my life like i i have done this at especially at vodafone i've done this a couple of times so uh-huh. we had this process of basically investor appraisal process which was basically completely manual and whatever else so i had automated and trained the offshore team to automate it in basically eastern europe so that they could do all of it uh, and things like that and then the first thing came out to give you a background it would take me 3 to 4 weeks to create that investor appraisal document it was uh-huh. going to the ceo okay so like at the time vittorio was the ceo which vittorio would read it so like you had to get it like perfect from that the first quarter where it was done completely by the offshore team it took me five working days in five working days my paper was ready reviewed by the senior vice president ready for the ceo and it's out of that bish posh i'm done yeah was i got up and i was i did a little dance in middle of the office in vodafone in paddington and i'm sure people around, around me basically looked at me and said what is wrong with this guy he's a bit nutters but i enjoyed the moment i was like man last like 3 to 4 weeks couple of times before i've done it and one of the times i was in office in paddington office in vodafone till 12 o'clock midnight wow my group my my, my division cfo was with me till 12 o'clock midnight in office we were trying to sort this thing out so from that to do it in five working days yeah and yeah. like finish it in time you were like yes no. yes i am yeah. the man if you yeah. know what i mean and what was the secret there did you did you embrace a particular technology in there or did you just sort of tear up the process and rethink it it was process redesign as well as again this was back in the day in 2012 14 so it was much more of excel automation and access database around it yeah. uh, but it was process redesign as well mm-hmm. so a lot of the processes that i have come across in life are basically botched on processes over 3 to 5 years basically processes get botched on with more processes and more requirements and then you have a frankenstein of a process okay yeah. so that the time when you take every 3 to 5 years i think as finance leaders we owe it to ourselves and our team sit back look yeah. okay and the way i identify the low hanging fruit is what consumes my most amount of my time that's that's a no brainer yeah i still stand by the rule anything which takes more than 45 minutes mm-hmm. can be automated and can be done smarter yeah out of 19 years of experience right anybody even today can come and show me that yes, this process takes me like 3 days or 5 days and i will help you automate it i was head of fpnd at g healthcare obviously i got promoted from an analyst to the yeah. head of fpnd but yeah. when i was head of fpnd we built a center of excellence fpnd team and my team today first of all i'm proud to say my interns also today are directors at amazon yeah. and businesses like that and even today we talk on linkedin and on whatsapp and they still say that some of your rules we still live by one of the golden rule is anything takes more than 45 minutes it's wrong full stop no yeah. argument it's wrong now let's figure out how to bring it less than 45 minutes and we would yeah. put the problem statement on the board like a whiteboard the whiteboard behind me and basically 
we will all brainstorm. How can we make the process better, technology better, or sequencing better, output better, whatever, what needs to be done to make it less than 45 minutes. Yeah. And we did. We yeah. have consistently done. I have still in 20 years always done that. So yeah. challenge yeah. yourself, man. It is always yeah. possible. I always hear. So I, I love that. I always hear when I talk to people about this, the common thing that people come back to me is that there's, they're so busy doing that they don't have the time to invest in improving the process. What do you typically say to that? How do you help people find the time? Or, you know, how would you address that? I respectfully sorry, but I laugh only because they are the same people who will work the weekend and basically yes. evenings and they will keep doing that every month, month after month, yes. right? Sorry, with respect, in your yes. five or ten days in, during your month and when you're doing it, fine. Yeah. Then don't walk away for the 20 days left and say, you know what, then you will live in that cycle because mm. you respectfully don't have a choice. How do you break the cycle? Yeah. Exactly. So one month and sacrifice the 30 days. Do the 10 month, 10 days of hard work and then take a week. What did I do? Why did I do it? How can I make it better? Okay, ask the why. Again, Simon mm. Sinek, ask the why. Yeah. Okay. It is investing today to make a better tomorrow. Okay. When I grew up, when I was growing up, doing, going through my university in India, the, I had a tutor and his book had front page. If I have 12 hours to chop down a tree, I will take 8 hours to sharpen my axe. Yeah. It's a principle I live by today. Okay. If yeah. I have a problem statement, I will spend time thinking about it, reorganizing in my brain. If I can see it in my head, I can see it in real life. It's simple as that. Do that. It Yes, it is hard work. They just said one month will be so painful. Yes, but imagine next yeah. 12 months of this job will be like a breeze, man. Yeah. So you have to invest that time. And frankly, if you don't change, right, change is the only thing constant in life. Yeah. Either you drive the change or you will be driven to change. Yeah. There is no steady, oh, I have a permanent job. I am going to do this for the rest of my life does not exist anymore. I am yet to see a person that that does that. Yeah. So, in, I have always chosen to lead the change because I will yeah. not be led by others to change. I, <laughs> I hate it. Because you don't... Sit there and wait. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Feeling helpless. Absolutely. Exactly. I don't like that helpless feeling. I like the fact that I am in, I am in control. So, I'm yeah. a bit of a control freak there. But yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Um, you're really big into learning and development. Uh, when we spoke in pre-show, you were you, we, we spoke a lot about learning development. What would you say and what rec what advice and rec recommendations do you have for people working in finance on how to stay relevant, um, embrace technology, etc.? We did a workshop yesterday. Okay, just to give, throw some numbers out there, we had 250 registrations, basically more than 80 attendees for the event. Okay, that's what you do. Okay, today with LinkedIn and with social media, yes, social yeah. media gets a bad name, but social media also has tremendous opportunity. Okay, yeah. there are loads of people like myself, like Howard uh, Turncliffe in the UK. There are so many other people on LinkedIn, right? There is Andreas, there is, uh, I, 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 I can give you a bloody list. Yeah, so absolutely. honestly, there are so many people out there. They are putting yeah. their content out there. They are doing free <laughs> webinars or free workshops. Yeah. Attend that. 
okay that way you get thought leaders who are basically pushing the boundary yesterday like i was sharing a sales volume basic price volume basically automation within power bi Yeah. I know when I was at G Healthcare, a million times I've done that. Now it is automated; it can be done in Power BI in 30 seconds, right? So stuff like that. Go and look for solutions like this. Attend webinars like that. That is fun. Second, use Google and YouTube. Okay, there is a whole lot of self-learning out there. It doesn't cost a penny. Mm. It costs your diligence and your time. Okay. Third, then I'd say basically there is Udemy and stuff like that. It is cheap as chips. Okay, like I have got lots of Udemy. I've got like forty Udemy courses. They cost like ten yeah. or thirteen pounds each. Yeah. Sorry, respectfully, it's bullshit money, man. I mean, thirteen pounds you spend on four copies these days. So yeah. it's not really costly. So there yeah. is genuinely in today's day and time. First of all, as an individual, there is no excuse for you mm. to not teach yourself, mm. except you have got extremely different, difficult personal circumstances. Otherwise, anybody who is not self learning themselves is got a problem because in 5 or 10 years time you will be irrelevant yeah. okay yeah. and as finance leaders if you have a lnd budget learning and development budget for your team yeah it's not a variance of savings against budget don't use that as your variance of savings against budget because that's your savings today for your disaster tomorrow because these mm. are the same finance leaders respectfully they complain that oh but my team doesn't have the skill set oh but my team is not ready for the technology Everyone's what have, yeah. what have you done for it mm. right again seven habits of effective people okay first habit take responsibility for whatever is around you so what have you done to improve what have you done to improve people's you know skill set in your team yes you can go and hire a bunch of consultants like myself and we will help i'm not trying to say we can't help but the reality is if your team is smart enough they will extract better knowledge out of us when you hire external consultants they will squeeze them out because they will know what questions to ask what challenges to pose you know how can this be done better that's yeah. what we want I don't know. Yeah. Other consultants. That's what I enjoy. That is yeah. why I enjoyed yesterday. Also, I kept mentioning Paul in the webinar again and again. I love working with Paul Rochester. Bloody, he knows Power Query. He knew stuff. So when I was doing Power BI with him, he he kept challenging me. Like, but why can't we do this? Why can't we do that? That's good for me too. Good for all of us. Yeah. Amazing. That's the way to go. L and D is. You no, know, basically, if you don't learn today, you have a disaster tomorrow. Remember again, the C is a saying, right? They say the C, the CFO as the CEO. If we spend on training on people, and what if they leave? Yeah. And the CEO is like, what if they stay and you don't spend on them? Then you got bunch of duffers to work with. What do you want to do? Right? Like, so, <laughs> That is fantastic. Don't do that. Um, I had the pleasure to be there uh, for the workshop yesterday. I absolutely loved it. What I wanted to ask, so you, the I, um, it was fantastic. It was very well attended, and the content was was fam- fabulous. And then you just jumped in, and I, I, I love the confidence, and the you just jump, you basically just opened up some software, and the thing with software is you know you're going to hit screens that you didn't expect things are going to not quite run as as planned so with tremendous confidence you obviously really know your stuff you just just did a live build for you know most of the workshop um 
how, where does your what my question is where does your energy and confidence come from <laughs> respectfully and that where, where can we get that <laughs> that's unfortunately respectfully that's dna mate my father is 72 and he still has this much of energy i am not okay. exaggerating <laughs> and as far as confidence is concerned realistically <clears throat> there are two elements right yeah you may not have noticed but actually yesterday something did not work so when i was in power query i was trying to show you the actual existing tables and they didn't work so i just said okay let's go and get let's go and get data again right so uh-huh. i went and get got data again yeah. right there is nothing wrong with being yeah. wrong yeah nothing wrong with that as i said my first basically journal entry was the wrong way wrong and you know what i am still the same person Yeah. I have never in my entire career claimed that I am the smartest in the room. In fact, if you are the smartest in the room, change the room. Go yeah. in the wrong room. <laughs> <laughs> so change it. So no, I don't. I did not. Yesterday it did mess up. Okay, I obviously carried it out. I brought in new data and we did what we did. Yeah. It's okay. not the end of the world, right? And people are not there to pull you down. There will be mm. some people. five percent, maybe worst case, ten percent population will try to pull you down. Ninety percent, ninety-five percent people will work with you. Okay, yeah. so don't let that you know come and affect you because a lot of people, basically, I know, don't start because they are afraid of failure. Okay, trust yeah. me, if you don't start, you have already failed. Yeah. If you start yeah. and you try something, you may or may not fail. But yeah. if you don't start, you have failed. Hundred percent. There's no choice. So I did something yesterday, and yes, it went well. Yes, some things did not go exactly as per plan, and I talked to my team this morning already about it. Like this did work out. Can you guys look at this? So yeah, so that's there, and that will happen. I'm not saying that is not going to happen. I'm not saying I'm going to be perfect. Yes, I strive to perfection, but yeah, it, you know, I'm only human. To err is human. Yeah. Just. Mm-hmm. Have the positive mindset that you are trying to add value and you are trying yeah. to help. As long yeah. as you stick to those values, even if you make a mistake, so what? At the end of the day, have you helped people? And I felt good yesterday because till six fifteen, even fifteen minutes after the workshop, people hung around, kept asking questions. Yeah. Means I help people. People saw value. Fantastic. That's it, right? Fantastic. Can't That's wrong. my passion. That's what drives yeah. me. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, let's just talk quickly, uh, sort of step back and think about some of the broader trends. So, what 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 are you observing at the moment in terms of trends in finance, finance technology, FP&A, etc.? What are some things that you know you're tracking? Uh, I think, frankly, what I am hearing from the ground perspective, right, when I'm talking to leads or customers mm-hmm. or things like that. Yeah. respectfully i think finance functions in the corporate world have not kept up with finance technology okay finance tech is evolving and developing faster than the rate at which finance professionals are able to keep up with it yeah okay that's just the fact hmm. first second therefore there are consultants like myself which i feel the space that i am looking to fill is these people are being left behind those people are running so fast with now with ai and stuff like that now being embedded into software that 
they are running at the speed of light and they are running at the speed of a turtle right there is a big gap <laughs> you need somebody in the middle to help yeah. these guys catch up yeah. right and make sense of what is going on because yeah. the reality is that there is data being thrown at people at finance professionals again at there is so much data there is inconsistent data there is disparate data there is poor quality data but there is just so much of data so again that data technology and people that triangle needs to work in tandem for this to actually start becoming a information age yes people try to talk about we are already in the information age and this that and the other respectfully for the finance function i think we are just getting started okay i have read a statistic somewhere where basically finance tech penetration outside erp systems erp system is not first let me be clear on this show okay erp yeah. system or accounting system is not finance technology it's like having bread and butter that is what you need yeah. to survive right that's not i am i have the next gen finance technology you don't okay your quickbooks your zero your navision or or, or even microsoft dynamics sap all of that is your uh-huh. bread and butter without that you will have to go back to pen and paper so uh-huh. that's not your next gen finance tech your next gen finance tech is when you are able to take finance data non finance data operating data bring it all together start making business decisions business insights things like yeah. that then yeah. it is finance tech first that the definition yeah. of finance tech to me okay? yeah. and yeah. to bring, make that starting to work finance functions have a very very long journey to go yeah and to add to that it is not going to happen as a transformation in 3 months time me or any consulting company coming and telling you that in 3 months we'll transform your finance function is lying okay so i never say that i say in 3 months we'll start changing and adding value and x and you will see results but it will not finish the transformation Yeah. there is nothing like finance transformation in my world my world it is finance evolution evolution people evolve okay people don't transform you don't give up smoking tomorrow morning okay or you don't become a gym like you know a gym nut tomorrow morning it takes time it takes effort and there is no shortcut to that what yeah. people like me can do is help you along that journey like your personal trainer at gym but i can't do that journey on your behalf and it is not like no gym trainer will tell you tomorrow morning or even in 3 months you will become like arnold you're not going yeah. you're going to become a bodybuilder you're not going to become that's bullshit oh man <laughs> so so no finance is not going to transform yeah. in, uh, in 3 yeah. months okay yeah yeah so yeah so it is better to start having those conversations start small start yeah. with a limited scope limited technology whatever you want start yeah. make success then do a little bit more then do a little bit more and eventually you'll get where you need to get amazing absolutely amazing and um and what so the other question i wanted to ask was what's on your list to learn about so there's so much going on with new technology coming along in the finance space is the way that ai is coming on this tremendous opportunity there what are some of the things that you are excited to to find time and learn about and looking for what you know to learn about this year okay so now these are two different questions okay so yeah, let, let me break this up so first for the yeah. audience if you have not done anything 
then start with something okay and yeah. again don't don't learn basically macros in excel don't learn that it is not helpful and don't learn it learn yeah, power no. query in excel for example yeah. right they they start talking about python i don't know how difficult or easy it is to learn but it is learn power query stuff like that learn you know maybe basic power bi things like that yeah not very complicated start the journey there what i am looking in next 12 months what i am actively searching for on google at the minute is <laughs> cpm with ai okay Okay. because i see there is a space where your forecasting and budgeting cycles can be smarter slicker and better yeah and there describe, what just describe cpm for people that might not corporate performance management or what is also called epm which is enterprise performance management both are fancy words for basically budgeting and forecasting technology solutions Fantastic. okay whether you yeah. i mean there are loads of brands on there i'm not going to sit and name all the brands here but there are lots of them out there yeah but they are all all they are doing at some level is automating your consolidation of budgeting templates and things like that or translations and things like they're good value i deliver i deliver a lot of them as well so they're good yeah. value i'm not disagreeing with that yeah but i think there is a space for better and that is where ai comes in where it can start looking at your trajectory and saying you know what is the art of the possible what can be so basically lined in your pnl or lined in your operating plan can be automatically forecasted and then you have to tell the ai that no this forecast will change because i am increasing productivity by this by investing this capex or i am changing uh, what are you changing i am closing this facility down so the rent will come down because we are consolidating or whatever we are more working from so then you what will happen what should happen in my mind is ai should do your forecast 80 90% and then last 10 20% you basically bring in real business intelligence or business decisions that these are 10 things on the agenda for next year which yeah. means my trajectory will change and then what you track is not the budget you yeah. track those 10 things have you acted upon them because if you have acted upon them you will reach where you need to reach yeah. right so today what we all finance people including myself love doing compare against budget compare against forecast compare against prior year prior quarter <laughs> that needs to almost become automated and irrelevant respectfully yes it needs to be yeah. done but needs to be automated and basically uh, done auto done in a automatic manner what business energy needs to be focused on is have we done those 10 things that we said we will do have we closed that site have we controlled that team have we changed improve improve productivity did we make the capex investment we said we will buy new trucks or new forklifts for us to do this better for example has yeah. that happened Have we bought those forklifts? Have they delivered the productivity improvement that they said? Did the business case actually deliver the business case that it said it will? Right? Things like that. That's where then that is where again, if you remember the start, I said I'm a business person first and then a finance person. Now this is where my business mind comes into the picture. Of yes, the case study looks very nice. Finance signed it off. Did it deliver? Yeah. Did it really happen on the ground? Right? <laughs> That's what matters. everything else is what i mean it there is a reason why finance is said to be a support function because we write the books after the fact hmm. right if we behave like accountants 
for yeah. us to be business partners and value adding strategic partners we have to be there before the decision is made as yeah. the decision is being implemented and after the decision implemented check if they delivered in the original business yeah. case yeah. that's then when you become you know what these guys are actually our partners yeah. not accountants who just write capex and then depreciate it the wrong way around <laughs> <laughs> a business partner not a business historian. Yes, there we go. absolutely. Um, br- brilliant. Um, let's just jump into some uh, personal recommendations. What are some good books, resources, or tools that um, that you have really helped you in your journey as you've progressed in your career? So, personal books, I'd say, is Seven Habits of Effective People. Cannot recommend that enough. Okay. Uh, yeah. If you uh, if you talk about basically analytical book, there is this book called uh, basically uh, oh god decision oh god I have now lost it. So there is this book on decision analytics written by uh, somebody on LinkedIn. It's a okay. fa- I'll grab the link and I'll put it in the show. Yes, notes. please. Oh god, yes. I've got it on Kindle. So I've got it on my yeah. phone Kindle and my uh, my yeah. laptop Kindle. It's a fantastic book. I have yep. read, learned so much from it. So that is something always to look at. Uh, yep. There is a Power BI Udemy course, which I have recommended to like literally, I should get commission on this one, uh, <laughs> to at least 30 people personally. Uh, again, I can share the link with you later. You yeah. can put it in comments. Yeah. It is a 13 pound course, but yep. it is literally 20, 30 hours. Go and do it. At least yep. we'll get you started with it. Okay. Yeah. I am not saying you will do what, all the fancy stuff we do, but at least when we do it, you will understand what the hell we are talking about. So there are things out there, right, which really help you with these kind of things. It's not that difficult. It's just for you to get up and find. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Even the monk who sold his Ferrari. I mean, then I get philosophical. So again, I read <laughs> monk who sold his Ferrari and stuff like that as well, right? Fantastic. Um, fun question. What is your favorite chart or visualization and why? Hand down waterfall. And okay. only because, only absolutely because I can show it to a non-finance person and they get it. Got it. Simple. I am not a complicated person in life. This, when I have shown even absolutely marketing managers, right, who hate Excel and hate <laughs> finance, when I show yeah. them that the this is what your target was, this is what you have done, this is where you are now, therefore you have a problem. They are like, mm-hmm. I get it. Simple. Literally. Yeah. They just say, yeah. I get it. I'm like, okay, now what are you going to do about it? And then we agree, action plan, and walk away. Yeah. Tell people a story. Tell people a journey. And a waterfall chart, to me personally, has always been the one of the best tools where I can tell you where you are, where you have been, blah, blah, blah. It's the best storytelling tool for me. Very good storytelling so tool. I yes. use it all the time when I have to explain myself to somebody. Because otherwise it is difficult. Fantastic. Uh, Tejas, thank you so much for coming and joining and sharing your insights, sharing some of your mistakes, sharing sharing some of the to- uh, tools and keys to your success. Thank you very much. Uh, how can people find you, get in touch with you? Um, where do you, you're a thought leader, so you share content. Where can they get, get in touch? Best place to get in touch with me, I would always say repeatedly, is LinkedIn. I post every day. It is on my phone. I will check it in the middle of the night when I get up. Right, so literally available 24-7. On my LinkedIn, there is my calendar link as well, 
where you can book time with me no obligation you want to just pick my brain and say they just i just wanted to pick your brain i have this problem uh-huh. i will have this conversation if it yeah. you know don't think that i am just because i run a consulting business that i want to basically charge people whole day long i don't i genuinely enjoy what i do absolutely mm-hmm. passionate about it so call yeah. me up have a conversation put a new challenge or a seed in my brain and i will try to solve it which is fun <laughs> yeah fantastic so just thank you very much uh, i would love to get you back on uh, in the future so I look forward to that definitely i look forward to talking to you again simon thanks a lot for having me thanks very much